Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Oh, thank you. It's a blessing. I feel somebody's life is about to shift. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you that tonight you will change our destinies. You perfect what concerns us. I ask that tonight you will speak through me and bless someone in Jesus' name. Amen. Give a big clap offering. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. What a blessing. Are you happy? Wow. What a blessing. All right. I welcome all of you watching online. God bless you for coming. Kumasi Church, you're welcome. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to continue with our series. I mean, that we started two days ago in this conference. And tonight, I'm teaching you on three great principles to help you fulfill your purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you have been blessed so far? Wow. I got some testimony from Kumasi Church. And I was very happy. Amen. You know, there's the same message. It just keep the spirit of God just keeps turning it around. But it's the same thing. You must give your life to God. Hallelujah. All right. So on Wednesday, I began to share with you that God has a purpose for every one of us. Amen. And we took our scripture from 2 Timothy 1 9. Hallelujah. Can we go to 2 Timothy 1 9? Just a quick recap. Who had saved us and called us with an holy calling? And yesterday I was sharing with you that this holiness means that God has called you for a specific assignment. See, a specific assignment. Everybody's unique. Yeah. No two people are born to do the same thing. Every one of us is unique. Yeah. And that's why you must find the, the place you fit in. And function. Amen. Who has saved us and called us with unholy calling? Not according to our own works. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So you see, before the world even began, God had thought of you. 
and he had he had already saved you he had already called you you know there's a scripture in the old testament i think in exodus when the children of israel they rebelled against god and they were murmuring and god got angry and said you know i'm gonna kill all these people moses i'm gonna start a new generation with you and moses i think moses it was that scripture moses said don't take their names out of the book of life so the truth of the matter is you know this book of life thing we talk about it's actually a done deal the reason why we keep preaching is because when the last person's you know it's like a checklist or um how do you call it a register everybody who's who has to be saved their name is there and that's why we keep preaching so when we get the last person enters the book will be shut and jesus will come say hallelujah what a blessing hallelujah so even before the world began god had saved you he had called you and he had put a holy tag on you praise jesus Hallelujah. So say, I'm called. I'm not just a Christian. I'm called. There's a calling on my life. God has called me for a purpose. There's a reason why he called me. If I don't fulfill my purpose, a generation will miss something. Hallelujah. So this is the reason why God called us. Malaka <clears throat> And I, I was sharing with you that not many people know they are calling. Many people don't even know they are called. No, many people don't know there's a purpose. Many people just walk in life, try, try your error. Is it try your error? Try and error. Which one? Trial and error. Hey, this one, the fast film boys have gotten. Hallelujah. Trial and error. Wow, I've learned it. All along, I thought it was try and error. Mm, it is well. Trial and error. Wow. All right. Life is not meant to be trial and error. My try, my quay. <laughs> if your car gets spoiled, you don't, and you give it to any mechanic around a showman, they don't know what to do. They will just try this and try that and try then they will see if it works but if you take it to a correct auto mechanic shop they will put a diagnostic machine on it and they will detect the where the problem then they'll go straight and fix it you get it when you come to god god is like the diagnostic machine he shows you exactly where the issue is and he'll tell you what to do but if you're on your own you do trial and error he said, let me try this job. Let me try this business. Let me try this marriage. Before you realize you married four. Say, God forbid. Hallelujah. So, there's a purpose for your life. Yeah. And yesterday, I was sharing with you that you must come out of wherever you are to fulfill that purpose. Don't just hear it. Don't just say, ah, oh, it will work. Don't just say, some way, somehow, it will happen. Don't just hope for it. Don't just wish it. Put a deliberate effort to it. Do you get it? Things don't happen by chance. Christians, we must take responsibility. We know there's, there's, there's this syndrome in the church that 
God will do it. It will happen. You know, um, like, if God wants to do it, he will do it. It's a matter of time. The world does not think like that. We think like that and it keeps hurting us. Not many Christian stuff have a class, a, a classy touch to it. You know, if even if musicians are going to play Santa, if you see the kind of like equipments that let's say Sakura is going to have a, 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 a conference, uh, what, what do you call it? Concert here. You see the kind of You'll be shocked. You will see white people bring all sorts of sophisticated. You see. And when you hear the sound, you be in your room far, you hear the sound. But when they just hear crusade, it's like suddenly, let's look for some speakers, let's look for some old microphones. God is tired of that. It's high time we to come up and get into the beauty of God. Heaven is a beautiful place. Hmm? So you must come out and fulfill God's purpose. You and I must get out of wherever we are. And if you are in the good will of God, you must come out. If you are in the acceptable will of God, you must come out. Which means if you are here and you are doing something and you know God does not really like it, but he just allowed you because, I mean, that's it's convenient. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You must still come out of it. Praise the Lord. So, yesterday I was sharing with you, get thee out. Begin to start the process of coming out. God told Abraham, get thee out of thy father's house and out of thy kindred and go unto a land that I will show thee. And in that land, you see, I will bless you. Verse 2. And I'll make thee a great nation. So, your greatness is awaiting you if you can only get to where God wants you to be. Ah, uh, yeah. God is a God of locations. Yeah. What will happen to you here if you go to Achimota? It will never happen. I'm telling you. What will happen to you in Accra? Huh? If you go to Tamale, forget it. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. So you must always, location is in fact, is the most crucial thing about purpose. Because he has planned everything in that location. And if you miss the location, if, if anybody wants to fulfill purpose, location is the number one thing. If you are called, God did not call you to every place. He called you to a specific place. So if you are called, he's calling you to Ashoman. He's calling you to Christ's love. So now if you are walking around Takwa somewhere, that's it. You have missed it. Uh, is America the same as Choco? Worlds apart. You can't be in Choco and say and put, you know, sometimes Ghanaian suburbs, they will put a, an American name on it. Like maybe you go to Kumas, they will put Chicago. Or what? Hawaii. They, they have Hawaii in Labadi. Or New York. Bronx. You go to Nima, there's a place called Bronx. But it's not nice. it's not true. <laughs> In Kumasi, there's a place they call Russia. It's not true. 
<laughs> so I'll, and you go there and say, I'll bless you there. And I'll make your name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. The, the place that you are, if you are a trouble, move out to a place where you can be a blessing. Yeah. In your right location, you meet the right people. You keep the right association. You have the right environment. In fact, there are three important things about life. Being in the right association, being under the right influence, and being in the right environment. You must check all these three things to make sure that they are really, really in line. Hallelujah. So tonight I'm sharing with you, now that you've determined, you are determined to fulfill purpose, what is it going to take? Amen. What is it going to take? Ask yourself, what is it going to take to fulfill purpose? Number one, faith. 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 You see, you must you must understand that faith is very dynamic. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It, in faith, what happens is that there's always something that you want. There's always something that you want to have. All right? But this type of faith that has to do with purpose is not really about a substance. This is called the faith to see. Faith here is like an aid to help you see the unseeable. An aid. If God called you and said, this is what I'll make of you. You, would, you should have the ability to what? To see that thing that God is talking about. Alright? Because unless you see that thing, you cannot have it. Yeah. Everyone who's ever achieved anything great had to see that great thing before they got there. Mm. Genesis 13. Verse 15. Go to verse 14. Let's start from 13, actually, verse 13. But the men of Sodom were wicked and, and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, he said, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward hallelujah verse 15 for all the land which thou seest i will give it to thy seed forever now abraham was in somewhere israel middle east all right do you know we are all the seed of abraham we are all here now how far could abraham have seen with his with his physical eyes how far can you see yesterday i was driving to circle in the morning or two days yesterday and i saw a, a big billboard and i was shocked i was trying to look at the name it was like a program 
And I was trying to look at the name of the people doing the thing. I did my best. I could not see the name well. Oh, I was straining my eyes. Like, what's the name? I was sad for myself. <laughs> but as I got closer, I could see, I said, hey, what is happening? Your eyes are limited. Your physical eyes can't see far. It doesn't matter how well you think your eyes are. There's a point that you can't see. Can you see from here to Togo? So don't try to tell me that my eyes are not good. Can you see from here to Nigeria? Who is that? Okay, if you can see, tell me what your mother is doing in Nigeria right now. Our international church members. Hallelujah. But you see, Abraham could see from Middle East to Accra. How? He saw in his spirit. Abraham could see in his spirit. He could tell. One day I'll have seats all across the world. So when we sing, we say we are the church of the nations. You see, it's not that we are just bluffing. It's like we see. You see, you must have faith for purpose. Because Without faith, your purpose can never and will never come to pass. Because often when God calls you, what you have or what he tells you juxtaposed with what he's, what you have in your current state are worlds apart. Yeah. Can you imagine students, hungry second year students who just pray and fast in an uncompleted building and we'll pray then one day we're praying someone said i hear christ love radio christ love radio like that was the only time that the person prophesied as at that time like you think that like, like now i have a lot of faith that we can have christ love radio even now, 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 I know God can do it. But as at that time, where we could not even buy, one time we were going for a crusade, the money to come back from the crusade, we didn't even have. Pure faith. When we got them, we were coming, we prayed. Then quick me, I got a momo. They are sent it. Someone said, who prophesied? It's Jifa who prophesied. Jifa who said, I hear Christ love radio. <laughs> the first and last prophecy she has ever given in this church. I pray she starts seeing again. Amen. But if we don't know, Jephthah is anointed. Sure. Those days when, when Jephthah starts saying, people will be falling. Yes, and now she's on break a little. Amen. Hallelujah. So you must begin to see. Now your life, your life is truncated to the point you see it. Whatever you cannot see, you cannot have. Yeah. If you, if you have a business and your business, you, all you see is where you are, that's it. If you have uh, an, a career and all you see is where you have, even when you are sick, people who are sick and they need healing, you see, you must see the healing. Yes. So me, when I want something, I remember when we were using our Renault, no, our Honda, 
and the car was giving problems today engine tomorrow this tomorrow that i i was praying to god and say god we need a new car and i just saw when i saw it i said that is it when i i, I was lying and i saw my wife driving a car and i said ah we have a car now it was not there it was not there it was not there physically but because i had seen it spiritually i i knew it was done and in just two months or a month we had it miraculously the person who didn't show the car give the car he didn't know us give the car and said take it go and drive it can you imagine we were looking for a venue i roomed and i couldn't find for a venue for church then one day i slept and i saw a dream and i woke up i saw the place the first thing i said when i woke i told my mother i said we have a church we have a venue it's on the right it's on the left hand side of our house i have not paid i've not done any we've not done any but i knew in my heart because i had seen it it was done i brought jifa and co here they were, they were they were saying i said let's pray and thank god we have this is our new church that's how, how confident i was so and we enter i said let's thank god this is our new church i'm sure jifa was saying hey what do you mean this is our new church we've not paid the money and saying this is our new church but you see i saw it actually but what are you seeing spend time to see train your eyes like when you and when you enter into prayer don't just be there pray that god will open your eyes to see something you must see your marriage you must see your 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 your, your finances changing yeah you must see the possibility of a good marriage. Maybe growing up, all you saw was a bad marriage. Your parents' marriage were not the best. But you must see your marriage and see a good one. You must see your wife. Without faith, you cannot fulfill purpose. Purpose and faith, they are like this. Yeah. Else you will always be in doubt. And the do- you see, anybody who doubts cannot have anything from God. Yeah. Anybody who doubts. So God gives you pictures. In fact, that's what hope, hope is. Hope is a type of faith. But hope is like fuel. You see, it's like pictures God gives you. When you go to bed, he gives you a picture. I say, oh, this is how your house should be. This is how your church should be. This is how... You see, he's just fooling you up. Now, you need this kind of faith like Abraham had. It's an aid. It's an what? An aid. An aid. It's a spiritual aid. And as you walk with God, if you don't have faith, you will always live a defeated life. Yeah. You will always. You will always. So, you must believe when he says, lift up your eyes, verse 14. And the Lord said, lift up now thine eyes and look and what? And look, so what are you seeing? When you look at your life, what are you seeing? People don't spend time, you see, there are things that as a Christian you must do. Can I teach you some? You must learn to speak. By faith, we understand that the wealth were framed by the word of God. So, you must learn to speak. You get it? If you don't speak, nothing will happen. 
yesterday I was I, I was yesterday morning I was going to the hospital with someone and I told her I said you will never enter this hospital again yes I told her you will never enter this hospital you see you must say things because what you say is what you get I remember one time Irene Dickness Irene and I we were we were at a rich hospital walking down a ward and I told Irene we will never be admitted in a hospital you know, when you say things like that, it goes ahead of you. So you must learn to speak. You must have speaking sessions where you look in the mirror and just tell yourself things. I will be great. I will never... We, we, nowadays, you know the things I tell my wife. I tell her, your husband is a rich man. It doesn't mean that I have Sebi Ibi or 10,000 No, but I'm saying it because I'm, re, I'm a rich man. Or you don't believe I'm rich. I am very rich. I'm not talking about like faith ritual. I have money. I have money. Mm-hmm. Is he, he is, what's Papa is saying? Is it true? Like, is it true? Is, that, is it true? You must speak. If you don't speak, your life will go down. You must learn to see. Huh? So apart from speaking, you must train your eyes to see. What are you seeing? I become worried when I don't see things. Hey! Because without seeing, you cannot. What you've not seen, you can never lay hands on. In the realm of the spirit. What you can't see, you can never have. If you can't see that marriage, it will never come to pass. You must be able to picture your wedding. And that is when the wedding will come to pass. You must be able to picture your husband. You must be able to picture your wife. Yeah. The day that picture becomes real more than your present circumstance, that is the day you have it. It's a great principle. The principle of faith. Say the principle of faith. Hebrews eleven twenty-four. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, Refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Ha! What do we have? 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. What is this scripture teaching us? Moses was called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. This was a great title. Do you get it? Moses was the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It was a great title. In fact, Bible scholars believe that Moses would have become a Pharaoh. In those days, Egypt was the epitome, like it was the civilization of the world. Everything, everyone was going to Egypt. And Moses was killed and learned learned in the things of the Egyptians. But God came to Moses and said, Moses, I want to use you. What did Moses do? He said, I am here. How did Moses forsake? How did Moses Moses forsake the things of Egypt? All the pleasure, all all the, the, the glory. How did he forsake it for the reproaches? Look at it. He esteemed the reproach of Christ greater than 
the riches, okay, he esteemed the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. I'm, I'm not really getting the scripture. Give me NLT. Let me break it down properly. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. So Moses saw, you see, in the natural, Moses saw suffering. Moses saw a walk through the desert. Moses saw uh, a group of people who were ungrateful. But in the realm of the spirit, he saw you and I. He saw that one day, through the people he's saving, a Messiah will come. Oh yeah. He, he, you see, he, he, he could not have given up all those things if he had not seen it. You see, eh? Many people who can fulfill purpose because they don't have eyes. For instance, somebody will enter a job. What they don't know is if they can stay with that job for five years, they will become something very great in a job. But within a year, they quit the job. You need eyes. Somebody can enter a church. You see, this is a type of Christ embassy. This is a type of Christ uh, lighthouse. But you see, what you see is a church under a tree. Okay, fine, that's it. All you get is a church under a tree. It's because you don't have eyes. Many people have missed their destinies because they did not have eyes. Many people have missed marriages because they did not have eyes. This is a very important thing. Moses saw, he 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 saw. He said, ah, one day these people, they'll become very great. One day I'll become a very great person. You see, in this world, eh, only one person was ever compared to Jesus. And it was Moses. Yeah. The Jews, the proper Jews, they even respect Moses than our Jesus. They say, Moses, we know. Who is this Jesus you are preaching about? If you go to, if you go to Israel, the, Jew, the, 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 the Jews, they keep the laws of Moses. They don't keep the laws of, they don't know Paul. They say Paul is a a deviant. They call Paul a deviant. They call Christians heretics. Like they, they don't have any respect for this our Christmas and uh, they say it's heresy. They 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 keep the Torah, the, the law that Moses gave to them. Yeah. That is the honor. In the New Testament, the person that was compared to you said Moses was the one who who like he was faithful. As Christ. The only person was compared to Christ was Moses. He saw that, look, if I can forego this pleasure, the pleasure of Egypt. The, he said, for a season, give me to him, he said, um, verse 25. He chose to share the oppression of God's people. Instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin for a season. Now, this was his purpose, oh. His purpose. But he had to overlook the present circumstance. When I finished school and everybody was worrying me, you need to work, you need to work. And God had told me specifically, he said, don't work, just do the ministry. One day, do you know what I told my mom? I told my mother, God is going to use me to break the curse of poverty in our family. And I told my mother, God is giving the family a name. You say you want salary. Yes. You see, I could see. 
One day I told my wife jokingly, I said, you know, one day your dad, eh, when he goes somewhere, he'll say, my son-in-law is Mubarakota. And it will come to pass. I said it. Because I see where I'm going. Oh yeah, it's just a matter of time. Give us 10 years. You will not, you will not be able to chase us. You watch. We are very deliberate. Everything we are doing. One of the things that my wife always says, you dear, you are too focused. <laughs> Is that Do you get it? Yes, because what I've seen is big. I take my work serious. Oh, you should get close. You see, my work is very serious. This is preaching and preaching. Oh, I take it very I take the people I work with very serious. Because I know what I have seen. Moses saw. Nothing could separate Moses from what he had seen. You are talking about pain. You are talking about oppression. Moses was not seeing oppression. Moses was seeing a future. Moses was seeing a day where a Christ will come. Moses was seeing a day where Jesus is getting ready to be crucified and he and Elijah will appear to, to tell him of things to come. Yes. That is what we are talking about. So without eyes to see you don't have any future. If you cannot see your purpose, anything can rob you of your purpose. I'm telling you, I don't know which opportunity, job opportunity I'll get now will make me leave this church. It's not done. It doesn't exist. You don't get it. It doesn't. Even when there was nothing, I remember, Sandra, when I was in my master's first year, my brother, my brother in America, he was getting married. He sent me he, he sent me a tailor, some, well, he said, fill, the, fill your, your jacket uh, sizes. Like, this is the tailor. So, you send an email to the tailor. So, you sew your jacket before you can. He sent me, he was graduating from medical school at the same time he was getting married. He says, I have to be at the wedding. He sent me invitation. He sent me everything. Uh, he sent whatever. Then, he, he called and said, have you applied for the visa? I said no. He said, "What do you mean?" I said, "I'm not. I can't come." Do you know why? Because I had a dream. In the dream, I was with like four people, and I told them, "Wait for me. I'm coming." And when I went, do you remember that dream? When I went, I had a phone and I was calling them, and it was like the network was not connecting. I called these people, son. It won't connect. When I came, all of them had run away. Then God said, if you step, if you write application to, if you, this uh, uh, the application, maybe you apply online. Uh -huh. If you don't know and you apply, that is it. You will not come back to meet anybody. One time, somebody came to me when I was a teacher, and I said, Kenna Farmer is looking for a warehouse manager. And they said they are looking for somebody from KNUST Business School Logistics Department. And if you go, this is the amount of money you get, everything, everything. I said, ah, I went and I began to write my, I began to type. Uh, I put the address. Dear sir, then I heard the Holy Spirit say, stop it. He said what? Stop it. I just pretended I have no head. Do you know what happened? Suddenly, I fell asleep. As I began to, you see, God, what, what God wants to do. 
if he wants to do that, he will always do it. I fell asleep. And in my sleep, do you know what happened? I had dressed, was in suit. Give me your bag. I was holding a correct bag, not like this. And I was walking, I was going. Then a woman had washed. And the dirty water, it was like a corner like that. As I was coming, the woman just turned and poured the dirty water on me. And I came out of the dream and I said, what is this? And the Holy Spirit said, if you don't know and you present this letter, this is how your life will be disgraced. I deleted the thing. Rather, he kept showing me pictures. I would dream and I will see myself standing in front of people. And I will be preaching. I will dream and I will see myself healing people. I will dream and I will see myself traveling. Hey! One time I had a dream. And in the dream, a man came and said, you have the message of Christ to the Asians. I said, what dream is this? Our ministry will do very well in Asia one day. I've always said this. You'll be shocked. Because that's the core thing God told me. He said, you have a ministry to the Asians. One time a prophet called me and said, I see you pastoring an all-white church. It's like, very soon I'll believe in you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Enjoy me while it lasts. Yeah, the prophet said, I see you pastoring and all your members are white people in a very huge auditorium. You were there. One time a prophet also called me and said, I see you pastoring. You are in a 5,000-seater auditorium and you are preaching like Pastor Chris and I see miracles. You are also there. And this prophet even mentioned the church's name, mentioned very interesting things. These are the things I've seen. These are the things that hold me. What have you seen? I'm challenging you to see something. You see, Else, Satan will cheat you. You get it. If you if if you know that movie that we the, that movie what's the name of that movie? Near Obano lady no on a guy in a breast and acrimony. I always think about the movie. Couldn't this lady have seen that this guy will make it? They suffered together. Everything suffered. When the girl was up, the man was just from few months to the man breaking through. Then the sisters came, divorced him, divorced him. Meanwhile, the sisters, they had issues in their marriage. Though. Then this lady divorced. Then when he divorced, no, pam, the guy hit. Then right now, she became obsessed. Eventually, they all died. I think the man didn't die. Try and watch that movie. You must see. If you don't see, you will leave something precious for someone to come and carry you. Ah! Can I tell you this? I mean, when I wanted to marry him, my, 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 my father-in-law said, no, 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 he won't allow. So when I asked my wife, he said, why is it that you won't just also let me go? He said, I don't want to leave you one day and see another lady walking with you. I will not be okay. <laughs> like she's seen something. I said, why? I don't have anything. She said, I see a future. I see a future. Charlie, you must see you. Yeah, if you don't see, you can't fulfill purpose. Put your hand on your eye. Say, Lord, open my eye to see. 
open my eyes. God must give you some visions, some dreams, some pictures about this business, about this marriage, about this purpose. So that Satan cannot rob you. God must give you a conviction. God must put something in your heart. God must stir something in you that makes you appreciate. Even though the natural may not look convincing, but because of what your eyes are seeing, because of the future that you are perceiving, you will not run away. You will not give it up. Ask that the Lord will open your eyes. 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 Ask that he will open your eyes. Somebody tonight, you must have a dream. You must have a dream about your marriage. You must have a dream. You must have a dream about your life, your purpose. Somebody, you are tired, you want to give up. You must have a dream tonight. God must open your eyes to see. He said, lift up your eyes as far as you can see. It is not about your life now. You see, now it may be full of pain. It may be full of struggle. Now it may be full of impossibilities. It may look like, Charlie, the thing is not working. But if you can stay with it for a while, I tell you, my brother, my sister, tomorrow you will break through. I remember when we were under the tree. Oh, I remember. I remember. Satan will tell me, why are you polishing your shoe? And I will tell him, Satan, I am polishing my shoe because I am going to preach to the people of God and my shoes must be polished. Hey, he told me, he said, don't waste your time. You polish your shoe and walk in the sand. I told him, Satan, I don't care if I will walk in the sand. All I know is that one day, there is coming a day that I will not have to walk in the sand, that my feet will not be dirty. I tell you today, I do not walk in the sand. I prophesy to you, whatever it is that you are believing God for, the Lord will show you a vision. The Lord will open your eyes. What you will see, you will have. For Moses saw, Abraham saw, you will also see anything that is blocking your vision, anything that is withholding your eyes, anything that is preventing you and is making you give up on this career, anything that is telling you, you are not a good footballer, you cannot break through, it will not work. This evening, I came to prophesy to you, may Jehovah open your eye, may Jehovah open your eye, I cause your eye to be open, I cause your eye to be open, I stand as a prophet of the Most High God, and I speak eyes be open, 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 every darkness covering you, so that you do not see what lies ahead of you, I command light, I command light, I command light, begin to see about that business, begin to see about that career, begin to see about that relationship, begin to see, 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 oh light, receive light, receive light, receive light, arise and shine, for your light has come, arise and shine, arise and shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord, as we revealed upon you, the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Arise, 
Christ love arise 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 for the journey ahead it is bright the future is bright there's a future for you Satan will not lie to you Satan will not deceive you no it will not happen it will not happen it will not happen it will not happen Lift your hands. You are doing wonders. Hallelujah. You are doing wonders. You're doing it, Lord. You're doing wonders. You're doing it, Lord. You're doing it. You're doing it, Lord. Hey, you are doing wonders. Atabaya kusikiti. will not rob you. Hallelujah. Sit down. Let me try and finish this. Hallelujah. Gehazi saw dresses. He did not see the anointing. He was robbed. Instead of receiving the anointing, he got leprosy. But you will not be robbed. Number two great principle that you need to fulfill your purpose is the principle of sacrifice. Nobody can achieve purpose if they are not willing to sacrifice. Hallelujah. Everyone that wants to fulfill purpose must sacrifice something. 2 Timothy 2 4. Loma di Gozekataya. Shana Maliezo. No man that worried and tangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who's, who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So what the scripture is teaching us is that as you want to serve God, as you want to fulfill purpose, there are things that we call entanglements. Yeah. Now, a soldier, when he is going for war, he has a backpack all right and this backpack is has certain things in it he has his food he has his 
they have a little shovel they have his he has, he has his water he has his blanket okay now a soldier going for war cannot carry a playstation and put in his backpack he cannot carry a tv uh a tv and add to the, the backpack he cannot carry what uh a suit and add to his backpack because it is excess what luggage hallelujah do you see Usain Bolt and these athletic, uh, um, how do you call it, athletes? You know, they are, their costume is designed to shed off every extra weight. Their spikes are designed to give them optimum capacity to run. Their weight, their diet, you know, they will not eat extra calories. Because they want to be in the right shape for the, 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 the race. Now, when you are a Christian and God calls you, there is a place where you must learn to disentangle yourself. Do you get it? There are things that you cannot carry. Do you get it? You cannot carry excess friendships. You can't be friends with everybody if you want to fulfill purpose. Oh, yeah. You must learn to cut off some friends. Me, I've deliberately cut off some friends from my life. Oh yeah, more than once. Every level I move, I determine. What I had a very good friend. Very good friend. One time I said to myself, this guy cannot be my friend again. Very close. I mean, we talk every now and then, but he, the place he has in my life, no, not again. Because I, at a point I realized that where I'm going, he's not going in the same direction. And you must do that also. You must be able to sacrifice friendships. You must be able to sacrifice habits. There are certain habits that you can't have and still fulfill the purpose of God. Do you get it? Yeah, you can't. If you are, if you are someone who likes a lot of food, you can't fulfill purpose because you don't eat your way into purpose i don't know if you get what i mean you can't eat morning afternoon evening and fulfill purpose yeah fasting is a crucial part of purpose and if you are eating every day it means that charlie you have to work on it you can't have certain inclinations you know like you are you are crave everything you come to church you know everything on point but Charlie your worldly music you cannot let go at a point you see no man that worried entangled himself there are entanglements they will hinder you you can't go far sometimes it's a little thing that makes a big difference though it's a little thing. A little sacrifice makes a big difference on the other side. You can meet a man of God who's been in ministry for donkey years, but not much. Now you ask yourself, what has he not done? I have a friend. He has prayed. A man of God, when he's talking, you can't even hear his voice. Uh, uh, pray. 
He said, let's pray. Kaya, 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 kaya. Fast. One time I saw a 40 days fasting on his poster. Then another time I see 21 days fasting. Then another time I see three, three months, 90 days. I'm not lying. No. Yeah, fasting. And so one time I asked him, I said, what? Explain. You see, obedience is better than sacrifice. People who don't want to obey simple things, they want to make sacrifices in the place of obedience. But obedience is the best form of sacrifice, actually. So, a little thing you must give up. You see, you, you will hold back, but you realize you will pay more, which will still not be able to make up for that sacrifice. One time, we had a car. The car's engine had a problem. Okay. Then the mechanic told me that, listen, change the engine and the gearbox. Then I said, oh, no. Change only the engine. Fine. We change the engine. Immediately, the, the, the gearbox is spot. Meanwhile, if the whole complete is like 3,000, the engine alone is like 2,000 or 2,200. So just 800 difference. So now, put that 800 cost down. I, we spent about another 3,000 to change the gearbox. So now, how much have I spent? First 2,200. Still, it didn't work. Then, you say, there's something in the gearbox that's fault. So change it. Another, maybe 1,005. Then they say, oh, gearbox oil. Gearbox oil is very expensive. Another, maybe 800. By the time we realize, something that should have just cost us 3,000, then you wash your hands. I was close to 8,000 cities. You see, God can tell you, quit this habit. Oh, Lord, you know, mm, it's my little devil. Your little devil. So now, instead of quitting it, you want to use other things to cover up. So now you say, I'll come to church. Lord, I'll let me keep this one, but I'll come to church now. I'll come to church every time. Oh, Lord, I'll do kingdom advancement. So look at the things you are doing. Meanwhile, just quit this thing. Like, wait, what? You see, God is not too complicated. Give this money. Oh, Lord, as for this one, you know, it's too heavy. So you let me be giving. You will end up, it will cost you more. So if you want to fulfill purpose, just look out for that entanglement. That extra weight. That girlfriend. Somebody say, oh, pastor, can't I keep my boyfriend and still be a Christian? All right. But I realize that it will cost you more. Your Christianity would have been nicer. You would have gone far. You could have done more. By the time that you have to pray and fast, you are crying. By the time that you have to pray and fast, you are, your heart is breaking. Because it's 11 p.m. You could have been asleep. 11 p.m. you sleep and you'll be snoring, but now 11 p.m. you're checking statuses. You are dying slowly. Just quit the relationship, my sister. 
you are holding on to this poison. It's killing you. You are saying, oh, pastor, he loves me. You don't understand. It's complicated. Give us vocabulary. Give us English. And continue. We will buy you a nice casket around Awudum. Yes, because that is exactly where you are headed. Quit this guy. This Jack Columbus guy with his head like hexagon. Leave him and move on. But you say no. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. He, uh, he loves me. It's just a devil that is trying to bring a challenge between us. You, you know the devil. Okay, continue. We will see. He will change. Pastor, I'm praying for him. Can't, can't, can't we pray for him and fast for him to change? You, even Judas could not change. Judas was with Jesus. Santa, all the miracles he saw, the multiplication. Of, in fact, Jesus multiplied the bread. People brought Jesus up. He still stole the money. Even Jesus could not change Judas. You want to change this boy. Paul could not change Demas. You, you want to change her. Oh, it's just that the guys are distracting her. A girl who can be distracted is not fit for you. Yes, because marriage is not a joke. If your wife is easily distracted, brother, watch the, tonight. Break that relationship. Eh? Your wife is distracted. So as you are working with your wife, you see another guy, you'll be doing... A woman. It's not a non-starter. It is guys who turn and do... Now your wife is the one doing... My brother, you are finished. I said you are finished. We need to fast and pray for you. So you make heaven. Because you are already gone. You see the girl walking with the boy. Pan, held the waist. You say, oh, he's my brother. And you believe. You are disillusioned. Come out of the relationship. Come, if you say I'm going in. And you pray some more. Only conform our bodam because of relationship. Just make this. It's not even a sacrifice. It's your own life you are saving. How can you have a girl, a, a girl you want to marry? I was talking to a brother. I said, he said, I have this girl. I know she. Look, the guy is convinced the girl likes him, but he says that she sees that there's another guy outside who is taking care of him. So like the competition is in my hand now. So I'm doing my best so that I can. I said, brother, the marriages that work, this is not how it starts. Oh. Me, I never tried my best for my wife. Oh. Hey, I never tried my best. She rather tried her best for me. I have never forever in my life tried to impress my wife. You want to impress her? It won't work. Oh. Because another guy will over-impress. We don't use impressions to win women. Yes. Opewa, opel. Period. Opewa, we be beyond If she loves you, she loves you. If she doesn't love you, that's it. Don't try to be loved. I'm telling you. You just try and convince her, convince her, convince her. On your wedding day, she sent a message. I'm confused. And then you see that you fooled yourself. No man that worried. Now you're a prayer warrior. As you are praying, your heart is beating. Kabbalah, Kabbalah, Kabbalah. We don't know which one is which. 
this is how some men of God, eh? They've married women who have worked their lives. Yeah. Because a man of God, he said he wants only fair women. What kind of attitude is that? So, this fair, you see, anything that is nice, that strikes you, you know that it has struck someone too. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So, if you see, if you see a fair lady, the way you, you think is, 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 if you see her and she likes you, it's fine. But if you see her and you are forcing, you know that someone too has taken interest. Uh-huh. So now you are manipulating prophecies. Sister, you know, I heard the Lord. The Lord said I should tell you that you are my wife. And I saw in a vision, I was giving you a Bible and a ring. Continue. Hallelujah. No stereotypes against fair men. We love our fair men. Hallelujah. But that's it. Sambuti was a mutual like dark woman. Continue. No man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life. You know, Elisha was someone who really sacrificed for God. Hallelujah. In First Kings nineteen twenty one, Shaka Boleke Basakaba. You don't have a friend who say he wants to marry a white woman. Yeah, this thing is serious. Though. Yeah, he says Aslan is only a white woman in your mind. He's a man of God. Are you in Ghana? You see, let's consider some things. See, I won't carry excess baggage. I won't carry excess baggage. And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and bore their flesh with the instrument thereof or the, the instrument of the oxen, and gave unto the people, and they did it. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered to him. What is the worth of your sacrifice? The worth of your sacrifice is what you have left after you have sacrificed. Elisha was a big businessman. Amen. Now, Elisha sold every business of his. Amen. And as if that was not enough, he went and used the money to do a party. What did that mean? That, mean, that meant that it, that it didn't matter what will happen. Elisha was not going back. You know, sometimes people say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right? With God, you must put all your eggs in one basket. When you come to God, you can't have one eye on God and one eye on another alternative. That's not how we follow God. Sacrificing everything is very important. Do you get it? So people come to church and they say, oh, pastor, you know, this is a backup just in case. There's no just in case with God. 
many people have approached me. They said, Pastor, you have to get an Uber business on the side. You know, get let your wife start a business. My wife used to bake, but that baking, it was not, it's not like she's baking to support me or she's baking. It's not, it's, actually, if you ever see my wife baking, God is my way. She's baking because it's her hobby. It's not that we have to do a business on the side. You get it. What you must understand is God is able. God is what? Able to see to it that whatever it is that you have given up, you will be fine. So if you are coming to God and God says, this is what I want from you. And you say, oh God, I can give it. But what if this happens? No, 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 no. Follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Follow me. What do you mean follow me? It means leave your nets. Leave everything and follow me. Sometimes you'll be in church and you see, uh, how do you call it? Uh, someone in church and they, they'll tell you things like, oh, you know, it's good to have a pastor, but you, you see, you must have another something to check it. It's good. Oh, I'm sorry, dear, yeah, but okay, what do you mean by that? People come to church. It's like, oh, I have my pastor is Pastor Muba, but I have another man of God somewhere. A side one. It doesn't work. Uh-huh. If I'm your pastor, I'm your pastor. If God is your God, he's your God. If God is your only source, he is your only source. Nobody anywhere. I'm telling you. God is our source. He is our only source. We put all our eggs in God. If it crashes, it crashes with us. As I'm here, if ministry crashes, I go down with ministry. I don't have anything anywhere. I don't have anything anywhere. I don't have any business anywhere. I don't have any investment anywhere. I've never written any application. I've put somewhere and say, oh, as I'm coming to the ministry, I'm treading cautiously. The day that the church members don't come, hey, I'll just go and say, I have come to report. But no, if they don't come, I'll preach to the chairs. That is the level of sacrifice I'm talking about. Elisha said, I've given all. I've used to do oxtail stew, oxtail soup. Pastor Elijah, let's go. As Elijah fired Elisha, he didn't say, you, you, I'm going back to my father's house. I left one of the, the ox, uh, oxen. I'm going to continue to, he said, I won't go. I'm here. Now, can you get to the place where if God fires you, you say, I won't go. Yeah. People who can't forsake all cannot follow God. Peter said, we have forsaken everything. What shall we have in return? We have forsaken everything. I gave my life in totality, in fullness to this thing. What is your purpose? Are you willing to put everything down for it? Are you willing to put everything down for it? Are you willing to sacrifice everything for it? People will not even follow you if they they see that you are half-half. You must be ready. Hallelujah. You must be what? Ready. If it's God, it's God. 
If it's Satan, it's Satan. Don't mix Satan and God. If it's the world, go to the world. If it's God, be in God. That's it. Don't say, oh, I believe in God, but, you know, even the Bible says that. Then you use the scripture to buttress and try to convince us. No, that's not what we are talking about. What we are saying that, look, all your eggs in one basket. If God cannot do it, let it be undone. What God cannot give you, let me, may you never have it. You get it? Yeah. And that's a place every one of us must come to. If God cannot give it to you, may you not have it. Hallelujah. Number three, final one. It's prayer. So faith, sacrifice, and what? Prayer. Without prayer, you cannot fulfill purpose. Why? Because prayer is your vital link to God. And God is the one who fulfills purpose for us. God is the author and the finisher of our what? Our faith. I was sharing with someone who got an admission. I said, many Christians, Santa, do you know what they do? They try to get things from God. When God gives it to them, they say, bye-bye. But they don't know that God has a manual. And if any problem comes up, they will have to come back to God. So someone will pray for marriage. Oh, God, I need a marriage. Then God will give them a husband. Then when they marry, they won't come to church. But they've forgotten that when the man becomes stubborn, they have to come back to God to touch the man's heart. Many people pray for a job. But when they get a job, they say, ah, Lord, now I'm busy. Sunday mornings, we have to go to work. Sunday mornings, we have to do this. But you've forgotten that if somebody lies against you in your job and they are firing you, it's the same God you will come to and beg, say, God, deliver me. Don't try to use God to get things. You see, Christians, we must, we must move from this transactional place of prayer. Oh, God, give me, give me, give me, give me. To a relational place. Not a place where it's like, give me, give me, give me. But a place like, I love you. I'm here. You are my God. Whether you, are, whether you do it or you don't do it, I'm here. That's the place God wants. That's a, God wants a place of friendship. A place of fellowship. Do you get it? God, God wants you to come to him, not ask him for anything. That's why we even pray kingdom advancement. We all are prayer in this church. Now, literally, do we have any prayer meeting that asks for things? I don't, I don't remember. We, unless maybe God leads us and say, pray for this, pray for that. No. Now, all our prayers. So, when you come to church, look at the prayers we pray. Father, save their souls. Father, we break, uh, let the new converts. Because we believe that. If we can pray for the things of God to move on, God will also step in our things and make it happen. Now, prayer is very important. And every Christian must pray. Do you know why people don't pray? Because they want a perfect time to pray. But Mr. Timon, do you know you can pray two hours every day? Yes, let me show you how you can pray. You can pray 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Every hour you pray 10 minutes. Yeah. And you don't, people don't even have to hear you pray. Today I was praying. I was lying there on the bed. I can be praying, you hear, you know, even here. 
Okay, my head took a And me when I pray, I move, I pray with energy. Like I sense the anointing. So it's like I feel it. You you are waiting for two clear hours to go and stand on a park. Maybe you can't stand on a park. You can pray. One of the easiest ways to pray is to pray with messages. When I was in tech, this is how I used to do all night every Friday. I would load four messages. So let's say Pastor Mubarak's messages. Five. Every message average is how many? One hour. Good. So I'll load five messages. Or I'll load three messages and I'll put a worship. You know they have worship albums. Maybe Joe Metal, a whole album. Nathan Abasi, a whole album. Or a mixtape. I'll put one in the middle. So when I go, I'll listen to the album first. Then I'll just be praying. Before you see it, it's done. Because as you are praying on my own, then I'll listen to the message. As the message is praying, I'm doing shang. I'll start 11. Before you see a message is done. Another message. I'll check my watch. 3 o'clock. I'll listen to the worship again. Then I'll put a message on. Before I see it's 5 o'clock, I go and sleep. That is what has made me. Yeah. You can pray all through the night. You can pray. You can have your earpiece. Everybody should get an earpiece. You put your, your song in your ear. And you are just moving. As if you, Mr. Timothy, if you, if you drive, if you ride from here to Musuku on your bike, you can be praying. Just say, anytime I sit on my bike, I'll pray. So when you sit on your bike, thank you, Jesus. Then you'll be praying. You'll be praying. By the time you go and come, it's 30 minutes. You've prayed. But you see, as you are going, what will you do? You'll be thinking, oh God, I need to sort this out. I need to. Rather, instead of praying, you're worrying. Yeah. Everybody who wants to fulfill purpose must be a prayerful person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because God must reveal things to you. God must show you things. God must help you. You must, you must be able to sense things. Hallelujah. Job 32, 8. Are you ready for the anointing? What a blessing. Mokotoko <clears throat> sikibakaya. But there's a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Your spirit, man. You see, John 4, God, the Bible says that, for God is a spirit, and those that worship God must worship God in truth, in spirit, and in what? And in truth. So, God speaks to Vanessa through her heart. Spirit. God speaks to Vanessa through her nose. Through her eyes. Through her what? Spirit. Now Job 32 says that there's a spirit in man. Do you know why many people cannot fulfill purpose? It's one thing. A lack of inspiration. Do you know what it means for somebody to wake up and say, I'm going to start a church? And call. There's been so many times I have to be discouraged. And call someone and say, come and let's start a church. Then the person comes to sit down. Then we do church. Is that, you are joking. Are you joking? No. I'm serious. This is a church. 
I'm not joking at all. This is a church. The person sits down. Many people have watched me over the years and they wonder, what at all is moving this guy? It's called the inspiration of the Almighty. I'm full of life. Me when I'm doing this, oh, I'm bubbling like, what is in me? Eh? It's more than, I don't need motivation. I don't need external motivation. I don't need anything. I'm just on point. Every day, I'm just going at it. And anybody who truly has known me for the past eight years, what have I been doing? This same thing. Yes. Ever since you knew me, what have I been doing? This, have I changed? These people are my first, this is my first member, stand up. Ever since you knew me, have I ever changed, like, have you ever heard that, oh, Papa went to start a business somewhere, it didn't work, and now he says he wants to do ministry. Have you ever heard that, oh, Papa deviated, he went, no, be sincere. I've, don't say because the people are here. What, ever since you knew, what have I been doing? The same crusades, outreach, evangelism, right from Africa Hall, we're doing outreach. It's the same thing. What is driving me? inspiration. So I came to tell you tonight the reason why you've not gotten that second shop is because you don't have inspiration. And the reason why you don't have inspiration is because you are not praying. The reason why you've not done that masters is because you don't have what? Inspiration. There's nothing moving you. You keep postponing. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. The reason why you've not married is because you are just there. No inspiration. The reason why you don't want to read your Bible is because you don't have inspiration. Prayer will bring inspiration. The inspiration of the Almighty. And do you know what comes with inspiration? Understanding. People who have inspiration, they understand things. They understand why this is. They understand why this is not. They understand why this should be. They understand why this should not be. Hallelujah. Say, I receive inspiration. Say, I receive inspiration to fulfill my purpose. And finally, you must pray so that you can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that will show you what God wants for you and what God wants to accomplish in you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the one who will show you what God wants for you and what God wants to accomplish in you. John 16, 13. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the one who will do what? Who will show you. Say the Holy Spirit will show me what God wants to do with me. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will what? Guide you into all truth. The saddest thing in life is to be ushered into a lie. One time, my mom told me a true story. Okay, true story. A certain lady, she met this man, okay? When she met the man, stand up. The man said, 
I am a rich man. The man took the lady to a shop. The, the man said he was, he was going to marry this lady. Took the lady to a shop. There were attendants there. Okay. People were working. Then they were calling the man, oh, boss, welcome, boss, welcome. He said, my shop, this is my shop. Took the lady to a garage. When they got to the garage, all the guys were saying, oh, boss, waba, welcome, welcome. This is my garage. Took the lady to a, a, an estate. This is my house. Sit down. So the lady went and told the mother, hey, I've met this guy. He's very serious about me. He wants to marry me. The guy has a shop. He has a, a supermarket. He has a what? A, a garage. Today he's using Land Rover, uh, Land Cruise, uh, what's the name? Range Rover. Tomorrow he's using Mercedes Benz. So what happened? The mother had to say, oh, it's good news. We thank God. God has saved us. Hallelujah. They did the marriage, everything. They married. And the lady got pregnant, gave birth. Sooner, issues began to come up. Senna, this man is a part of a syndicate, high-profile fraudsters. The supermarket was not real. The garage was not real. The estate was not real. He didn't have anything to his name. And this is how this man got this lady and messed her life up. Where was the spirit of truth? How couldn't, you see, it shows how we are dead to the Holy Spirit. How couldn't this lady tell, this is a Christian, how couldn't this lady tell that this one is not true? Marriage is one thing people need to know truth before they enter. Mismanaged expectations is one of the number one killers of marriage. When I say mismanaged expectations, do you understand? It's like, I did not know this is how you were. I did not know this is how you are. I'm disappointed. I would not have married you if I knew this. Those are the statements that come up. He lied to me. He told me he was this. He told me, Senna, it was a loan. The house was a loan. Oh, he didn't have anything. His job was not, he was on contract. He came to tell me that he has a permanent. Everything is messed up. You should get to a place where people don't tell you truth. Holy Spirit tells you truth. You sleep and Holy Spirit comes to you and says, this person is a liar. Watch yourself. You sleep and Holy Spirit comes and says, this person is a fake. Watch yourself. You sleep and say, this person is a scammer. When we were in school, one of my mates, a guy met her and said, give me your hand. I see hole. I'm not saying it's not you. You don't have a hole in your hand. I see a hole in your hand. Let me take you to uh, something. And the guy hypnotized the girl. He said, go to your room. Go and bring your, how do you call it, your, your laptop. And when you go, bring your friend's laptops. She went, picked the laptop. But the friend was using her laptop. That's why she, that's what saved her. Picked her money. Picked everything. I think you had a roommate too. They did that to once at Frontline. Was it you? This slim lady. You forgotten? Yeah. 
she wanted to give everything. When the guy just went, he said, ah, what happened? It's just a fake. One time, I was at Accra Mall. I thought the spirit would guide you into all truth. A man walked up to me. You know, you know what they do? They walk up to you and say, hello, hello, uh, please. Yes, he's here. He's here. Just, he said, oh, talk to this guy. If you hold the phone, they'll hypnotize you. So this guy just came. And he, he was giving me a sort of my hand. And the Holy Spirit said, he's a fraudster. So when I saw it, I said, I won't take it. So when I said, I won't take it, the man pulled back and walked away. So I was looking around. Then I realized that they were trying to do it to other people. Then I saw the man again in front of Max Max. This time, do you know what happened? He walked to me. And he, he said, hello, sir, hello, sir. When he came, do you know what I did? I looked at him and said, I said, Lama Kotokobaya. Ikotokobosikete. He said, sir, what are you saying? I said, Rukatakasakabo. He said, oh, holy good. I said, And I said, if you don't live here and I interpret these tongues, you go blind. Then he just turned. I said, Naniyama. Spirit of truth. You will never enter a wrong business deal. Because a night before you signed the contract, the Holy Spirit will tell you this one is not true. Nobody can defraud you. Holy Spirit will come to you and tell you things. He will, he will guide you into all truth about your purpose. He will tell you this job will go bankrupt in the next few months. Don't be part of it. Yeah. He will tell you everything. He will tell you. He will show you. Tell you, don't make this investment. Don't buy this. It's not real. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't go here. Don't give your money to her. Don't give your money to him. People can come to you with lies. Lies. They tell you nice things and the next minute they've defrauded you. They will tell you no. In fact, he will put discernment in you that can tell when something is not of him. That is what the Holy Spirit will do. And with the Holy Spirit, you can only have him through prayer. Yeah. The more prayerful you are, the more sensitive you are to the Holy Spirit. So a prayerless Christian is a blind Christian. Oh yeah, you just walk on in darkness like that. People, you'll be making mistakes. There are some mistakes in life you can't make. Because when you make, you can't change it. Do you get it? So you must, as you live, you must try to reduce the mistakes you make. So you can have a very fruitful life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I will walk with the Holy Spirit. I will walk with the Holy Spirit. Say, my eyes are opened. I see. I see everything. I have light. I am full of light. My life is a reflection of his glory. I will never walk in darkness. I will never make a mistake. I will never marry the wrong person. I'll never, ever, 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 ever fall victim to Satan. I will always be victorious. I will never become a victim. I'm always a victor. I'm always a victor. I do not walk in darkness. I walk in light.
I make the right business deals. I am in the right relationships. I will never propose to the wrong person. I will never fall into the hands of a beast. My marriage will work. My husband will love me. My wife will love me. Say it is working. It is working. Say before I enter a lie. Holy Spirit will reveal to me. I will not go to the wrong school. I will walk in the right path. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say I will emerge victorious. I will emerge victorious. Say I am more than a conqueror. Say whatever my hands touch work. My businesses are increasing. I am building a new business soon. I am getting that contract. I am working in that blessing. My marriage is coming soon. Watch me well, watch me well, watch me well, Satan. My children are blessed. My children are blessed. My children are blessed. None of my children will fall victim to Satan. Let your hands say, My hands are blessed. Whatever I touch works. Whatever business I'm in will work. Whatever job I enter, I am like a Joseph. It will work. It will work. I am sought after. People will look for me. My employers will look for me. And very soon I will begin to employ. Whoever I work with will be blessed. Many will be blessed because of me. Many will be blessed because of me. Say in this conference, I have received an impartation to walk in light. I will never be a mistake. I will never be a casualty. Somebody shout! Say the lights are falling onto me. The lights are falling onto me. In pleasant places, I have a goodly heritage. Every path that I'm on is the right path. I will never walk on the wrong path. I will never walk on the wrong path. Say the supernatural power of God has realigned me. It has realigned me. It has shifted my path. All my mistakes are corrected. Every mistake I made is being corrected. It's being corrected. It's being corrected. Say I am no longer where I used to be. No, 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 no. I am no longer where I used to be. I am no longer where I used to be. Say my path is straight. Say my path is straight. Say I will never walk in darkness. Say I will never be confused. I will never be confused. Say nobody will have the occasion to say sorry to me. Nobody will ever have the occasion to say sorry to me. Say all that I will hear is congratulations. Congratulations. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations. Olakata sakata kabaya kasakabaya. Imarakata kasakata. Yakotoko sokotoko. Imerekete kesekete. Lomorokotoko sokotoko. Ikataka sakama koteke. Ipalala labasote kesekete. Imataya. I feel somebody. Your life is changing. Your life is shifting. The atmosphere is shifting. It is shifting for your favor. So whatever made it impossible for me to fulfill my purpose, tonight it has been corrected. It has been corrected. Say everywhere, anywhere that was spoken over my life that made it difficult for me to walk in purpose. Tonight, I stand in the anointing. I break it. I destroy it. I will walk in purpose. I will walk in purpose. Say, whatever has entangled me and is making it difficult, I break it off. I disentangle myself. I disengage myself. I disengage myself. Oh, Say every difficulty, every difficulty in my life, whatever is hustling, whatever is struggling, whatever is difficulty, tonight, break in my life, break in my life, break in my life. Let your glory. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.